<sighs> Live and direct. Back on the big screen, we have Nelson. Yes, a lot in the red corner. Virata Shire in the blue corner for another episode of Smoke Sessions Podcast. <laughs> Heart FM. Can I do something from the jump? Please, that we've guest. been discussing. Be my guest. Right, you little bastards. Most of you probably won't get to the end of this. So I'm going to say at the top, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, I know exactly where you live. YouTube gives me all those details. You've been smoking this way too long. You don't think it does? Try me. Like, subscribe, send it to all your friends. Thank you. Good night. That's the end of the podcast. Is that it? Done. Yeah, that's it. We can go home. Okay, right. Uh... I have just spent two hours setting this all up, and you mm. want me to go home now. It took us ages to set up today. This is very we true. We had children running around the house. Ah, oh, good kids there. Congratulations, Raj. You did the right thing, and you quit your job. I'm a free man. Because, what's the what's the past tense of quit? Quait. You quit your job. Congratulations. I think not, quit is the, is, is, is the word. Don't, don't try. English is not your forte. Well done for quitting your job, though. Thank you very much. Appreciate good it. Good man. It was, it's, everyone's been asking me, like, how, how does it feel? How does it feel? I'm just like, it's just another day. Am I supposed to feel something? I feel like I've got electricity coursing through my veins again. As, as this week's kind of gone on from Sunday to 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 today, Wednesday, I feel like a a sense of clarity coming back. Like my eyes are wider. I'm, I'm like bright eyed and bushy tailed again. It's, it's surprisingly nice. Like everything everyone says when I'm able to hang on every word and be like, ooh, what does that mean? Da, 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 da. The kind of, I feel a little, little bit more like my old self. Like I've got a bit more energy back. A bit of freedom in you. I think it might be freedom. Remember, you moved out for a bit for this job. Uh-huh. That was stupid. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> that was way too big a sacrifice for such a crappy job. I, I wouldn't say it's crap. I would say that I didn't like it. Yeah. Because... It wasn't me, but it yeah. served a purpose. Like people say, oh, like congratulations on, on, you know, quitting a job that you hate. I didn't hate it. I just greatly disliked it because it wasn't what I wanted to do, but it served a purpose in allowing me to fund all of this. Mm. Like by lights, by, by mics, by uh, editing software, things like that. But now I'm, I'm able to do, or I've got time on my hands again. And I feel like I'm more creative. I feel like, Peter Parker in Spider-Man 2, where he's lost his Spidey sense mm. because he doesn't he doesn't trust himself. And now he's back to trusting himself. The Spidey sense is coming back. Like the Spidey tingle's coming back. That's how I feel. Mm. And it's it's so good. It's so good. What are you going to do with your newfound freedom? Tomorrow you wake up. I, what's on the agenda? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go see my mum. I have a chat with her. She's been away for a while. Oh, she's back. She's back in the country. She's not at home yet. She will be home now. Oh, she'll be home now. She got in today, so uh, oh. she's got to do a quarantine period in her room, and then um, I'll I'll probably see her at some point. Nice. Yeah, tell me about well, it. Congratulations, mate. Thank you very You've much. Done the right we have thing. we have a lot planned. I need to. I think first things first. We got some irons in the fire. We got some. Oh, is it? Yeah, irons in the fire, but nothing is certain. I do want to kind of reevaluate my life and going and and look to next year and see what I can put together, see what I want to do, what I want to achieve by next year, get all my ducks in order, and then just go hunting, and just let, let's just start knocking them down. There's been a lot of progress this year. 
Absolutely. A lot of progress. For both year. of us, for all, all three of us, including our, our creative director, editor, aficionado Ali. Who's never here. Who's never here. The sandwich boss. boy. He's getting sacked, by the way. You heard it here first. Ali, if you're listening to this, this is so smooth. I will find you and I will kill you. I've actually been putting on weight just so I can fight Ali in a fair fight. It's the only reason I've been putting on weight. Is it? Yeah. Make sure you clip this bit up, right? The only reason I've put on weight is so I can get to Fat Ali's weight class so I can knock him out in front of his friends and family. What would you be in a weight class? Right now? Yeah. Uh, I'd be chubby weight. <laughs> I'd be the chubby weight world champion. <laughs> I think Ali's got you beat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely think Ali's got you beat. Ali's fat, but he makes it look good. Maybe because he's always been fat. Ali's just big boned. No, he's also fat. No, Ali's, Ali's big bone. Have you seen him topless? Yeah. Yeah, he's fat. No. Yeah, he is. No, the he's... fat has just hardened. Big bone. Big bone, mate. The fat has just hardened over time. So it's firmer, but it's still fat. It's just solid fat, which is probably worse. Can I just say that this setup is so much better than last week's? Do you think? 100%. Yeah, last like week it. was too relaxed. Now I've got, I can look off in a direction and come back to you. It just feels more comfortable. This is like a talk show. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Shisha me. Would you recommend people quitting their job if they don't like it? If you're able to, and you know, it makes financial sense to, yeah. If you've got priorities and things you've got to pay for, then no, I have, I saved up enough money to tie me over. Um, it doesn't help that Christmas and birthdays are cut up and coming. Um, and you've got to buy presents for that. That's such as the way of life. So there's not really much I can do about it. I've got enough money, like I said, to tie me over and I've just got to, push on with finding another job because like in a sense when you think about the whole whole like idea of a job right you spend eight hours at work at some sort of place doing an action and you get paid for it it is the fastest way to get a huge amount of money in a monthly salary into your account the next easiest thing is drug dealing and not that i i i recommend that but when you think I about do. it, okay. You heard it here first, kids. Become a drug dealer with Uncle Viraj. <laughs> Is that why you were being so nice to my nephew and niece? Are you drug trying to line them up as runners? Drug, drug dealer of knowledge. But it's true, right? You get a huge amount of cash into your account straight away. And when I say huge amount, I mean, like you do, if you were to stack shelves at Asda, you, you can still make, is it like 15K a year? No, more. Or is it, is it more? Or You're wait, a full-time... Audi staff get like £13 an hour. That's not bad. Or you, that's, not, not, that, that's a salary that you can live on. If you don't have commitments, that's a huge amount of money very so quickly. Work full time. What I would say, though, is that it does lull you into a, a false sense of reality, I feel. If you don't have a drive and you, you kind of lose it or you, you don't have a North Star and you lose it along the way, you can get stuck in a dead-end job. You can get stuck in a job that you dislike just because it puts money in the account and you're able to live off of that. Just some quick maths that I did in my head. If you work eight hours a day, yeah, five days a week at Audi, you can make about twenty two k. Are we still? Not, I didn't realize we're still on Audi. I was just while you were talking, I was doing maths. Oh, oh, quick math. You can make twenty two k working full time at Audi, stacking shelves. That's not bad. And it gives you a sense of, of, of a monotonous job that would give you potentially clarity if you were able to, mentally automate the job. My uh, my head of sixth form did that. 
uh, after he finished his A-levels and before he went and did his, I think his undergrad. Yeah. I think he said that, you know, he, he took a year off stack shelves just to kind of figure out what he wanted to do. I always, I always say if you're a 16 year old listening to this, get a part-time job. Oh yeah, absolutely. A million percent. I think even, even then getting a part-time job so that you can work on other things. Yeah. I didn't think of it in this way initially, but like today I was, I was thinking about it as I was finishing up my last day. I was like, someone's going to pay you to do work. And then in the free time, you can then use that money on something else. I think getting a, also doing a job that you dislike for a while is very healthy, especially when you're like 16 and you're working, I don't know, in retail or whatever. Because then when you progress in life and you start doing a job that makes you feel more fulfilled, you will value that money much more. And that money will mean so much more to you. Because you won't be able to believe that you are getting paid to do something you would have done for free. I don't know. I, That's how I feel personally. Anyway. I think you've got to you got to put one hundred and ten percent into the job, like all the time. You put one hundred percent of your of your effort in, because if you don't, you're kidding yourself, right? But if you figure out you don't like the job whilst you're putting in one hundred percent, that's all right, right? But then you've got to sit there and reevaluate. What am I going to do about it? Like I did, I like I was having mental breakdowns. I was crying like every other, every other month, and you know, as it came to an end, pretty much every other weekend because I disliked it so much. I was just bottling it all up, and I'd break down and I'd I'd, I'd cry and I'd cry to my parents and I'd sit there and I'd be like, yeah, I really really don't like this, but I'm doing it because I need the money. I do need the money because I need to fund things. But that doesn't mean that I couldn't search for other jobs. That doesn't mean that I can I can go and reach out to people and be like, Hey, have you got a job? Have you got any opportunities that I can take? And, and the power of just asking people is so important. Mm. Just be completely unegotistical about it. Be so, so, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not innocent, not candid. Um, oh, Jesus, I'm, I've, I've lost it. There was a, there's a word. Be so humble. Yeah. Humble. Just be so mm. humble as you, as you go to someone and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about leaving my job. Do you have an opportunity if I was to, to leave? And see if you can go through that process, right? Reach out on LinkedIn. Um, reach out to your, your family's connections. Just use them. Leverage the networks that you've got. And I, I truly do believe this in, in some capacity. Your net worth is your net worth. Mm. Because you can, you can leverage that. People can help you and just ask for help. 100%. I would say that to any young person, if you're looking to get into something, just ask someone who's already in it because you'll be surprised how many people would be willing to just give you a shot. So, yeah. Let's say you want to, you want to be a, a photographer, right? Find someone who does something in the entertainment industry or relevant to photography and ask them to work for free for a bit. With the, with the idea that if you like this, can I be paid? And you might get better. You'll have the yeah. opportunity to get better. Exactly. This is one of the things that, you know, I'm thinking about when it comes to producing this podcast. I want to go into a, uh, either a university or a sixth form and say to a kid, boy or girl, whoever it might be, a man or, man or woman, um, or, or whatever gender they are, hey, I've got an opportunity for you to have complete control of a podcast in terms of the way you want to cut it up how you want to release it on social media. I will give you complete control of the strategy. Just run it by me when you're doing things, right? Mm -hmm. And if you want to be an editor and you don't want to create content, yeah, I am giving you the content. 
I'm giving you an opportunity to get it out there. I'm giving you a platform of, of, of individuals that want to watch this already, that talk about it, that are in comedy circles, they're in entertainment circles. Why wouldn't you take the opportunity so you know that I mean? we can get better, but also so that you can help grow us? It's like young Jamie. It's like, but our young Jamie is an editor instead of a, um, instead of an individual that, you know, helps us fact check stuff. I think a lot of people are put off doing stuff like that because they think it's going to be a lot harder than what it turns out to be. But the, bro, the, the, the thing discomfort. that I need is time. I need time back. And the best way to get time back, I will happily pay you. We, we, we will happily pay you at Smoke Sessions. Um, at a discounted rate, hopefully, so that, you know, you build some sort of equity in this. You learn and, and, you, and you can potentially learn and prosper. Mm. And, you know, if you want to come full time eventually and you've got stake and you want to put some stake in the game, cool. Um, if not, at least you've shown that you can show someone that you've edited this and you've grown this following and this YouTube channel and TikToks and, and whatever else from X to Y mm -hmm. in the course of a year. And that that shows Portfolio, a lot. Yeah. That shows a lot. And if you don't have that opportunity and you know, don't have anyone to do it, build yourself a job description. Build yourself a spec for something for a for a uh, for a project, and go and do it yourself. Mm. So, for instance, if you wanted to um, if you wanted to become a podcast producer, right, go and start a podcast with your phone, right, talk into a camera, get people on, whatever, edit it yourself, and then put it out there, mm -hmm. right, for the purpose of of it being a project, just like coursework. That's what I'd say, and you know what? It's 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 invaluable the learnings you get. If you and if you don't like it, you don't like it. So at least you can say, I tried, I, um, I didn't fail. I just found I didn't like it. Mm. I absolutely agree with that, man. The problem is a lot of young people, they're, they're scared of that process. I was scared of that process. Yeah. I was scared of asking for help. I was scared of anything related to money. I also think a lot of young people, they um, although they do have time on their hands, it's what you do with that time. Yeah. If Most you definitely. have an idea to start something at 16, but you don't start it until you're 22, well, imagine you started six years ago. How far ahead of the game? Like, I always knew I wanted to do comedy. It just took me too long to pull the trigger. Imagine I started at 16. If I started comedy at 16 when I first had the inkling that I wanted to do it, I would be in my ninth year of comedy. And you're in your second year now. Yeah, put me put that in perspective. And let's say how much time was wasted. Let's say that growth increases. But you never know. You never know. That Nine is, yeah. years. You never and know. You, what and let's happen. say you're playing the cards the same way, right? I personally believe that you could be on television in nine years. You could be yeah, in some easy. sort of TV yeah. show, Jonathan Ross, whatever. You could be doing that in nine years with the trajectory that you've used, using social media channels, doing the same thing that you know Munya did, for instance. Uh, mm. you could definitely take advantage of stuff like that. Mm. You would have, and you would have had people around you saying, mustn't do this, mustn't do that. I get so excited when I meet like a comedian who's like 18, because I think to myself, mate, like keep, I don't care how shit you think you are now. It doesn't really matter. You're all, you got so much time. I'm still young, very young for a comedian. It's 25 young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, yeah. Most professional comedians are in their late thirties. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it would have been younger, like 28. No. Oh, my, I'm skewed. 28 is when things normally start going a bit better for comedians. But most professional comedians on the circuit are over 35. 
It's hard to make a living from comedy, man. It's very hard. Well, that's why you need a day job. Yeah. But you're in a very nice position where you've got a lot of time mm-hmm. to be able to fuel this passion, to be able to tweak it and cultivate it, which not a lot of people when they're 25 have. If you're working a, a job, a standard job, you've got a low, low, a large chunk of time taken up. Take, for instance, Fahan. Mm-hmm. Works, a, works a job, but does comedy as well. And comedy mm-hmm. is, a, is a passion of his. He spends a lot of time at work having to think a joke. You are able to manage your life whilst you do your PhD in and around doing work. Mm-hmm. Because a PhD is not a normal job, the way that so you've very... structured yours. And you, you can have breaks where you have dedicated two, three hours of getting into a flow state where you can think of jokes, land some off people, come back, you know, tweak the joke, and you still have a bit more time on your hands mm-hmm. to go get a coffee and then sit down and do some PhD work. I know that because mm. I've been on the phone with you as you do it. Exactly. You're in a very lovely position, and I think you're taking advantage of that, which is what you should be doing. With the way my workday is structured, it looks, I think sometimes from the outside looking in, Like, I get this from my family. They were like, oh, what do you do? Like, we don't really see you working. He was like, even if I'm just sat around, that's because I'm thinking about what I need to do which and trying what, to work it out. Which is what PhD is. You P- need to yeah. think. PhD is working out problems. And a lot of the time, that just sat there, like, think, just like thinking into thin air, like, oh, what can I do here? What can I do there? Well, think about a CEO. They are basically in that position because they think and make decisions mm-hmm. that no one else makes decisions on. The decision the That's what they're paid to do. They're paid to make the high level decisions. The options are brought to them. Yeah. And they and they make a, off. Exactly. They make mm-hmm. an accurate decision on what, what it needs, what the what, what the direction of the company needs to go in, right? Um you do that for your PhD. Yours just requires a lot more well, not a lot more thinking, but it requires thinking towards your, your PhD and um Islamophobia and radicalization. For me, I need thinking so that I can come up with creative ideas that we can bring to this, mm. um, but also in my personal content and looking at the domains that I'm interested in, the markets that I'm interested in and seeing how I can leverage that and, and take advantage of that. So for instance, yeah. crypto, NFTs are having a boom right now. Like, why aren't I doing my NFT content? Why aren't I doing my crypto content? My podcast is popping up on people's um, most listened to. You were rationing your time, that's why. Yeah, I took You a- wanted to spend more time doing this. Well, now you have, now because you don't have a job, you're an unemployed scumbag living off the government. Oh, um, I wouldn't say living off the government, yeah. That's the, that's what I'm, the rumor I'm going to spread. I applied for Job Seekers Allowance well, yeah, before, my, in- before my job, and there was a lot of forms to fill out. And I looked at them and I was like, no way. How much does Job Seekers Allowance give you? I have absolutely no idea. I think idea. it's like 50 quid a week. I've, I've got no idea. And isn't it dependent on area as well? You, you have to be actively, so. I don't know what, what constitutes actively seeking a job. You rock up to the job seekers allowance yeah. place, job center. Job center. Um, and you fill out a form saying, yeah, I am looking. And then you tell them where you applied, but you can make it up. Really? Yeah, you can make it up. Interesting. I've never done that. I got, I got all the forms sent to me and it was like a pack, like came in a brown envelope about this thick. And I just mm. looked at it and was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. There's like P13s and XYZs. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm just going to continue looking for a job and just living off my crypto money. People don't realize the sacrifices that go in to doing a PhD though. I don't think people realize the sacrifices. But tell me what are the sacrifices. I could be making a lot more money right now doing than what? what I am. Like, I'm not saying that I want, I, I want to be doing those things, but there are, there are opportunity costs. Yeah. But what, what, what is it that you could be making more money in? 
let's right say now. I went into like a more traditional field, right? Let's say I went straight into work into a data, uh, like a company uh, that does data analysis. Just, just, right? to, just to set context, you finish your undergrad and you also finish your master's mm-hmm. and now you're in a normal job. This is the, this is the hypothetical world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay. Or even my undergrad. I could probably be on like 40, 50K right now, which I'm not on at the moment, right? But... 40, 50K is a lot. Do you not... I'd, I'd scale it down. I think you'd be on like 30, maybe. No, no. I reckon I'd be on more by now. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that based off the jobs that you've you've looked at? Yeah. Okay. And the trajectory of them. I'd been, I'd been working for four years. Okay. Finished my undergrad at 21. So four years later, I'd probably oh, be on... I don't know a single one of my friends that's making 40K. I know loads of people. What, they maybe your friend, maybe. done their master's? I think Fair your friends enough. are just bums from the sounds of it. Oh, they tell them to work hard. Don't, don't do that. I'm don't joking. do that. <laughs> yeah, but also a lot of your friends are in creative spaces. So you'd be like a lot of my friends from high school aren't from sixth form aren't. But they're on a trajectory to forty. But go on. Go How on. I've made my PhD work is I don't have one single job that pays me enough money to live how I currently live. So what I have is I have lots of sources of income mm-hmm. that aren't a lot on their own. But when you put them all together, I make the average amount a human being makes. At your age? Yeah. Interesting. Through the different things I do. How how does your PhD work? Because one of the things when people say I do a PhD is I think about is like, how do you fund it? And right. how do you live without working? Right. Okay. So I'll. So here's how I make money. Right. I don't even think you know how I make money. To I don't. The right. only thing I know you make money from is comedy. Right. Okay. So here's here's how it works. Right. So. But we could make more money if you were to like this video and subscribe to this channel, so that we could get AdSense. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we can make more money and make this set even better. Thank you. Go on. All right. I'll I'll break down complete. I'll break your pocket. I'm gonna break down my earnings. Right. I don't think my missus even knows my earnings. No, she doesn't. She doesn't, actually. Really? My family, no one knows my earnings. Right, so here's how it works, right? Hot take. Yeah, right. Okay, so you got exclusive here. Here's how I make my PhD work financially, right? I get £800 roughly a month for teaching. Okay. Right? And I teach once a week, right? So it's quite easy, right, in terms of time loads. I make another £500 from doing marking. Okay. Right, so I mark stuff and I'll make around another 500 quid or so. And then every couple of months, I get bo- like I get um, support bonuses, right, from funders and stuff. Interesting. Right? Okay. And then I get an extra few hundred pounds a month from comedy, from comedy money. How much on average and speaking. Is, is comedy? At the moment, I'll probably make like two to three hundred pounds a month. You're shitting me. What, you thought it was more or less? I thought it was less. I'll make around two to three. Like this month, it was probably about two oh, to three hundred. When you stack them, you make a nice, healthy monthly. Uh, it, it adds up. It adds so so all of. The, but do you see my point? If I only did the PhD, right, and the teaching, that's only eight hundred pounds. But because then I took these extra stuff, but I only take stuff that are flexible. So I've been offered stuff that are fixed contracts, which would pay more. Which would pay um, well. Mm, Maybe, but no, they're, fixed, they're not fixed. Pays but, more than, a but, but they're not flexible in the, when I can do it. But you're oh. paying for. You want time. Okay, I feel like I fucked up this breakdown a little bit, so I'm gonna recap the breakdown. So this is how, so, so we can make it into a clip, 
right? So this is how I make my PhD work financially. Okay. I get 800 pounds a month from teaching, take, yeah. right? I make a few hundred pounds extra from working as research assistants on other projects. Okay. Um, I make another few extra hundred pounds from marking per month because I sign up to do marking at the university. And then I get a couple hundred quid from uh, comedy and stuff and speaking appearances and stuff. So doing guest talking uh, stuff about Islamophobia and misinformation and stuff like that. And all of that adds up to anywhere between uh, 1500 to two grand a month. And how many outgoings do you have? Do you have a significant amount of outgoings or not? Not really, no. So it works. Oh, so you've really made this work for you. So it was, yeah, it was just about being smart and making it work financially. And I didn't have any of this plan. I just knew I wanted to do a PhD. And I was like, do the PhD, work it out as you go along. And just hope and pray that things are going to come across your table to make money. And they did. And now I can do essentially what I want and make the same amount of money as someone who would be working a fixed term contract somewhere. Because that, that's that's the ballpark of me. Yeah. That between that two grand and um well for me it's fifteen hundred to two grand. That was my ballpark figure. So mm-hmm. I give up eight hours of my day as a block <clears throat> and I get paid that. Mm-hmm a month you you've structured it so you get more time free time and you get the same amount which just shows that a phd is a viable financial solution if you were to choose to do one the only time the only day of the week where my my time is fixed by a contract is the day i teach and those are fridays but let's be realistic if we were to go into a pandemic again would you still be paid you would still be paid for that time if you were to do it on zoom yeah last year that's what happened the entire year was well, on Zoom. Perfect. So you're able to work from home. You're able to be in and around the things you wanted to do, create the content you wanted to mm-hmm. do. And and all of those things, I can, especially with the comedy and the guest talking appearances, that's only going to grow. And you know, that only increases in prices the mm-hmm. more knowledge that you gain. You're in your, what, your third year of your PhD or second? Mm-hmm. Third, third year. How, how many years is your, is your PhD going to run? Four years. Four years. So it's listen, if you want to make something work for you, you absolutely can. Just sign up for it and work it out as you go along. That's what I did. I had no clue how I was going to make money when I signed up to do my PhD. But things come across your table and you just need to be a yes man. Say yes to opportunities and work it out as you go along. So the teaching, right? The teaching might have been tricky this year because I was like, well, what if I, I have to do two hours of teaching in Bristol on a Tuesday and then on a Wednesday and then on another two hours on a Friday and have to go to Bristol three times a week. Yeah. That's not going to make it financially viable. Because you're going up and down, up and down. But I had a conversation with my manager and I said, can I put my, all my teaching blocks on one day? And she helped me and she said, yes. So you just spend the day in Bristol yeah. on a Friday and you come back? Yeah. So she... Are you able to do some of your other work in terms of like teach, um, like speaking engagements if you, if you had one on a Friday whilst you're at uni, whilst you're in Bristol? Yes. Funny you say that. I'm doing a presentation in my lunch break on Zoom. Oh, perfect. Easy. It's not a paid one, but that's an example. It's just yeah. one I'm doing for my lab. I'm doing one for my, my team. So you've structured your life so you get free time. Yeah. I th- and I think that's amazing. I'm surprised we've never spoke about this. We're, it's just, it's a conversation that's never come up. I've always felt like people have wondered, how does Mustin actually make, I've always wondered that. I've, I've wondered How does so Mustin make money? Like, what does he do to make money? Because there was, there's been times when I didn't have a job and you were working, like when I came back from India, 
you were doing your comedy gigs or I'm, I'm not sure if they were paid, but you were no, still doing back your, then, no. You were still yeah. doing your PhD and I was a bit like, how is this guy able to pay for just pay for a shisha mm. for me? And a shisha like is 25 quid. That's still a lot of money. Like even if it's split two ways. Um, and we were doing that like three times a week. And I was like, hold, how, how, like, what is he doing? Is he drug dealing? Is he, is he doing something else? My first year of my PhD, I was on a fixed uh, contract. Right. But my timing was flexible. So I had no work hours, but right. I had a monthly contract uh, with people. I can't say with who, but I had a, a, a you know, with who, yeah. but whatever. Um, and they were paying me 36K a year. And I didn't have to work any work hours. Like, uh, obviously I worked, but I didn't have to work on their time. I worked on mine. And because we're in a pandemic, I just used that opportunity to save. That's so I perfect. saved over half of my earnings per month, which gave me like a cushion. Oh, so you basically did what? Yeah, so you did what I thought investment banking was going to be for me. You just squeezed it all into a year. You took the high paying job. But I'm not saying I'm not saying you took it, but you 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 use that you use that. I use that money to give myself a little bit of a cushion. So that year I saved about fourteen grand, um, and that gave me a little bit of a cushion. You were really minting it that year, then. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. What twenty twenty four years, twenty three years old? Twenty two, maybe. Twenty two years, and you're coming out on a thirty six k salary, thirty six ish k salary. That's a lot of money straight up. Yeah, and it worked. Because I came out of uni. But it doesn't matter, Viraj. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you spend like a dickhead. True. How, it doesn't matter. If you're... Okay, this is what people say, right? Let's say you're on 30k a year. No, let's go even lower, right? Let's say you're on 22k a year. Yep. But because you're on 22k a year, you were worried about money. So you saved half of it. Yep. So you have 11k in your bank account. The next year, because you did a wicked job that year at your job, they gave you a ridiculous pay rise. And now you're on 40K. But because you've never seen that money before in your life. You have lifestyle inflation. Exactly. And then you spend 38 of it and you only save 2K that year. You've just made yourself worse off. Because you've got used to that life and you don't mm -hmm. want to go back. And that's what most people don't like. It's like when, when you get a high paying job, your lifestyle increases. You buy the Mercedes. Mm -hmm. You start, you start uh, maybe driving a sports car. You start going out to fancy restaurants. You buy designer clothes. You start buying a... And you iPhone, you put a not, uh, you put a lot on your monthlies. It's why a lot of athletes go broke because yes. they have an incredibly expensive lifestyle and they don't make good decisions during their career to support them for the remaining 40, 50 years of their life. Because your earning span is like less than 20 years. Mate, less than that. For an average athlete. 15, 10? 10. 10 if you're lucky. You're cramming 10, 10 years into prime prime earning ability do you mind looking up quickly the average um mba career uh, the length sure. of an average mba career Don't. what do you think it is i think the average nba career is if you start at 18 mm -hmm. because that's that's what it is now and i would say 15 years so you get to 33 i'm gonna say five years five years okay. or for less it's going to be less than five years. Average and, and You're thinking about the basketball players who do well and stay in the NBA. Yeah, play the game. And most of them end up in the bloody Greek league. Okay, average NBA career length. Throughout the years, there have been 4,509 players in the, uh, in the league throughout the NBA's history, yeah? And if you look at both ends of the spectrum, 
roughly, drum roll please, mm-hmm. 4.5 years. Exactly. 4.5 years. And those guys, right? Are not on massive salaries. They're on maybe, they're on minimum contracts. So they're making about one to two million before tax. And just so that we're not, and just so that we're, we're clear with where our source of information was, we got this of dunkor3.com. What's the minimum salary in the NBA? Oh, okay, let me search that out. Minimum salaries. It's the veteran minimum, which is 100K, I think. What's the minimum rookie salary? Minimum rookie salary. Uh, for example, a rookie who signed a uh, minimum rookie for 20, let's go for 21, 22. And this is on Hoops Rumors, uh, just under a million. Right. Okay. So you're on a minimum rookie salary, right? You don't renegotiate. You leave after three years because it doesn't work out. You made $3 million before tax. Taxman gets half of that. You made one and a half million. That yep. is not enough to live off for the rest of your life. Nope. Not even if you play your cards right. And to put that into context, Stephen Curry, as an NBA salary, earns $45 million. Yeah, but he's... A year. He's one of the best players of Top all of time. Top of his game. Top of his game. I think you've just got to... You've got to look at your lifestyle and, be, and look at where you want to be in life and just be like, okay, I need to think about how I'm spending. I realized that during the pandemic or you know, during the time where I wasn't to begin with, where I wasn't working, I was spending too much money, way mm. too fast. Um, and I was dabbling with, with money in crypto, which is kind of, which was kind of like funny money because I'd invested it years ago and it was now worth, you know, X amount. Um, my holdings had gone up massively during the, during the boom at the start of the year. And I was like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. Like I've got more money in the, in my life savings than, you know, most people have. This is great. You know, I could put down a deposit on the house if I wanted to, mm-hmm. but, mentally i was spending like i had that money and then realized that actually if i do if i keep you know checking it off and squaring things off in that manner i'm gonna go broke very fast so when my salary came around and i was working and you know doing this job that i disliked i made sure i put just over over 25 25 percent of my salary into investments that's wise right to begin with it was just crypto and then um, I, I split it up so that twenty five, just over twenty five percent went to crypto as well as um, stocks and shares. And I didn't do, re- I didn't haven't really done any alternative investing because I didn't pay any time to do that. Although I think that's a viable option if you've got money. Mm-hmm. So I've got. I wouldn't. I I on that note, I wouldn't spend money that you don't have. So I've got. Or you're willing to lose about three to four thousand dollars sat in an investment account. Um, and that's money I can't touch. Mm-hmm. rainy day money right i'll only withdraw that money if shit's hit the fan and i need cash to keep me uh, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. you always have a rainy day fund i am i'm i'm very much big on on crypto and very big in terms of like the macro view of it and where it's going to go so i have a lot of my holdings of the cash that i hold in crypto mm-hmm. i'm not saying that's for everyone i just live in in a in a family where I've been privileged enough to be able to say to my parents and be like, look, I'm going to do this. If shit hits the fan, will you back me? And they said, yeah. So I'm able to make that risk. And my risk tolerance is slightly higher because I live at home. I don't have massive overheads. I don't have a house. You know, um, I don't pay monthlies on a car. I try and keep my, uh, my monthlies to a minimum or as low as humanly possible. So I'll buy my phone outright, secondhand pre-owned. Um, and that's, that's the life I've chosen to live. 
so I can spend money on other things like kit, cameras, uh, going out and networking at comedy shows or going to dinners with people that I think are, you know, going to be long-term relationships and building those. You're surprisingly good at that. How's the flavor? I really enjoyed doing that. <laughs> you should clip that up. I you talking and just me I going. I will clip that up. I will clip that I'll up. I'll caption it when your friend's talking about something important, but she sure is life. <laughs> um, well, you're privileged enough to have that financial education that a lot of people don't have. So if you're a young guy, right? And or girl, or girl. Let's not be discriminatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Sheesh. If you're a young guy or gal and you haven't you haven't grown up around money you've not really had a financial education you don't have any have any wise heads around you and for whatever reason you've hit the big time in the entertainment industry or the music industry whatever right you have a massive amount of money like you're on the nba rookie contract you're making a million and a half a year if you have no one telling you what to do with that money Good luck. Go find someone. Go get yourself a financial advisor or go and educate yourself. Find individuals that were willing to teach you or go find sources of information that are willing to... Um, uh, so go and find sources of information that you're interested in that let, teach you how to be financially literate. That mm. is one of the biggest things that I think kids these days don't get enough of. Do you know how a mortgage works? Do you know how a mortgage is, mortgage is structured? Because I had no idea up until about two years ago. I do. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know how like my, my the parents' mortgage was structured until I sat down with my dad and was like, how does this work? Mm. And I don't think a lot of people sit down and do that. They just take the first thing that's on the table. When I was 16, I got proper interested in mortgages and stuff and land. So I'd always like, my, one of my pastimes would be messing around with mortgage calculators. I really, really? enjoyed that, yeah. Ah, interesting. I'd love using mortgage calculators online. Bit nerdy. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an estate agent for a while. I liked that idea. Why? Because we'd get the local newspaper and there'd be ads for houses on sale. Uh-huh. And I'd be so like interested in how much houses cost and what you can get for your money. And I'd just like pretend I'd be living in the houses. What would I like? I do that. I do yeah. that on Rightmove. Yeah, I, I go into Rightmove sometimes. And I, and I search around. in the local area and, I'm, and like I, I see how far I can go out near train stations and look for investment opportunities. House shopping looks fun. Oh, house yeah. shopping looks so much fun. But it's not. I don't think it's like the US. It's like the UK doesn't really do open houses. No. Or they do, they just do them in this in London. For auctions, they do. Really? Yeah. You can go view an open house or an auctioned house. Interesting. Yeah, Homes Under the Hammer, man. Uh, do you watch that? I watch Mo Gilligan watching Homes Under the Hammer. <laughs> it's so much more entertaining because he'll commentate it while he's watching it. Why don't you custom. do that? I should do that. I should do stuff like that. Live stream it. Instead of talking to me and, and, and messing around with my time and my day when I could be thinking about other things, go and do that. I should do that. This podcast is over. We're going our separate ways. It was lovely meeting you. Pleasure. Take care. Take care, mate. All the best. We should get an estate agent on here. Shit. Mo did that as well. He did like house tours. I, w- I wanted to do that. When yeah. I came back from India, one of the things that I wanted to do as part of my like personal YouTube channel was a with a lifestyle with a lifestyle series on going and living in different places and showing people how they can they can live in different environments so whether that's on a canal mm-hmm. boat in london or whether it's in um a room in the smallest room in london mm-hmm. 
and just and just vlogging it and and going through that process. He didn't do that. He was literally just like linked up with a estate agent and viewed really nice houses in London. That'd be sick, man. Yeah, I'd like to do that as well. I think there's a lot of people on TikTok doing that at the moment. What I liked about those videos, right? He'd be like, both viewed these houses that cost like two million pounds and stuff, and he'd be tripping out about how nice the houses were and how mad it would be to buy that house. And in my head, I was thinking, mate, you can afford this house. When you think about it, though, right? When you purchase a house for two million, right? You look at the number and you're like, okay, two million all in. If I ever got to that amount of money, I, I could do it. But no one realizes the costs that come with a two million pound house. Mm. You got to pay stamp duty, whatever that is at the moment. And is maintenance of that extra house. maintenance on the house. A two million pound house usually mm. has underfloor heating, which costs a lot. Mm. You usually have a pool, maybe a sauna. You probably have a cinema room, right? Mm -hmm. It adds up. Yeah. You know these costs adds up. Lifestyle inflation. Exactly. And you the need, market that we're in now. You need a gardener. You need a housekeeper. Exactly. You need a maintenance guy. And if you do, if you don't have all of that and you want to automate it, you've got to pay for all of that. If this house didn't have a, a gardener, it'd look like a, a wildlife sanctuary. Why, why do you not do any manual work? Why do I not do any manual work? Yes, Mason. Feel my hands, Viraj. Jeez, oh, they're soft. Exactly. Exactly. I have the world's softest hands. I think you need some work on your nails though to look like these are the hands of a man who doesn't do manual labor and i don't care we all have our strengths in life okay like today i put up the christmas decorations i hated it i hate doing stuff like that I'm not a fan of putting up christmas trees i can't stand manual labor we all have our strengths in life changing light bulbs not for me don't don't no no twisting no How's only when i'm only when i'm at an indian wedding <laughs> Pat the dog screwed it up, Bob, mate. Yeah. I think like, these light bulbs screw in, they clip in, don't they? We're not going to talk about that on the podcast very much. <laughs> no one wants to hear about that. I like your light bulbs. Thank you, mate. I just feel like they need some um, soft boxes on top to make it. Make well, welcome nice. back to the lighting podcast. Jesus Christ. But yeah, listen, I don't do manual labor. I think it's boring. I'd much rather just sit around and pay someone to do it and just smile and offer them a cup of tea like a lazy fucker. You got too used to this lifestyle. I always think my gardener thinks I'm lazy. Because to my gardener, like, he'll go past here, right? And I'll be laying there on my laptop and I'm working. And he must look at me and think, this fucker. It is two o'clock on a Tuesday. But do you not get a joy out of doing any manual labor? Have you ever had to, like, help your gardener move a tree? No. I did that. It was probably one of the highlights of my day that day. If my gardener asked me to help him... I would hide or make up an excuse. I couldn't think of anything worse. Do you not enjoy it? Is there not no, a sense of like... not at all. Not at all. Nah, I, I do like doing manual labor. I, like, I, love, I love putting things together with my hands. I don't want to build anything ever. So when you get an idea, do, do you buy it from Ikea? No. Okay, I love putting an Ikea set together. I couldn't think of anything worse. I absolutely love it. Sit down, put down a, uh, put down a carpet or a, uh, or a mat. Build the thing. Couldn't think of anything worse. You know, I line everything up. I put all the screws in order. Count them all. Make sure they're all there. But I love it. Just put me in front of my laptop. Right? I'll do a nice little reference list for an essay. Lovely. Sit there. Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse. That's nice to me. I like checking references. I'm that guy. I like doing a little bit of coding. Write a nice, I'll write a nice little paragraph. 180 words. 
no more than 30 words per sentence. Lovely, right? Nerdy things. I'll read, I'll read an article. Now, doing the dishes, changing the light bulb, fixing a shed door, I might cry. It's not for me. Do we even have a shed? No. You should put together a shed, Mason. I think you'd enjoy that one day. My thing is, if something breaks, I just work around it rather than fixing it. So, for example, right? That takes a the batteries. Of person. The batteries on my remote need changing. Yeah. Instead of changing the batteries, I just try harder until it works. But if or the batteries are dead, what do you do? Do you get up and change them or do you go and switch it on? on the I will TV? stop watching TV until someone else changes them. Really? Genuinely. Jesus Christ. Mason, I don't know where the batteries are. You need to. Where are the batteries in this house? Do you I don't have know. like a battery drawer? If there is one, I don't know where it is. You don't have a shit drawer in your house where basically there's like tons of stuff that don't there make sense. There must be one. Yeah, I'm sure there is. It's usually in your kitchen. It's probably in, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's batteries somewhere, but I don't know. I don't care is what I'm saying. Jesus. Mason. Which is why I need to make enough, I need to make enough money in life to be the piece of shit that I've always known I am. Okay. I need to make enough money where I can afford to be the lazy person I am inside. Right. So I can have people to do the gardening, clean the house and stuff like that. That's yeah. all I need. I need to get there. Is there a number in mind? No. It's a, it's a, it's a moving figure, isn't it? No, not really. I guess there's a, num there's a number that allows you to do that. No, because today's number isn't tomorrow's number. Okay. Yeah. It's just like today's price isn't tomorrow's exactly. price. Exactly. Okay. So today that price might be, let's say, f 50 grand a year, yeah. right? But in 10 years time from now, that's not going to be what's, the same number. What's the, uh, what's the average UK salary? It's a lot lower than you think. It's like 25K, maybe less. Average UK salary, 2021. 25,971. An increase of 0.3 compared to 2020. Source was standout-cv.com. Standout Let me ask you a question. To be in the top 5% of earners in the UK, how much do you think you need to earn? Oh, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Have we? Yeah, I think so. Top 5%. Don't go look it up. I want to okay. hear what you say. Top 5% of earners in the UK. Um, we have spoke about this. I think we talked about 1%. Um, top 5%. 35,000. How much is it? You stole my fucking thunder. It's 80,000. But... Is it? Yeah. Oh, damn. People always overestimate, generally. They think it's more. Well, I just found out what the yeah. average was. Come on, man. Put yourself together. If I made 80 grand a year, I'd be so happy with that money, man. Is that 80 grand net or 89, 80 grand gross? Gross, probably. Gross, that comes out as what? Like, just over 40k? No, more. You because they take forty, they take a staggered, staggered amount, right? Because they, because of the, uh, you don't, the way the, it, the way the tax taxed. rate goes up over thirty. You'll pay the usual amount up until thirty six k, yeah, and it goes up. So you'll be left with about fifty five to fifty six k. Okay, fifty six k is a lot. No, sorry, fifty two k. Fifty two k. That's that's a huge amount of money still. That's enough to support a family of four. Respectfully, like, like respectfully, and and go on holidays if you manage your finances right. Your family's very transparent 
about money. Your dad has meetings about money, innit? Yep. Once a year we go through the uh we go through the we go through the books of everyone and him and he goes, What can we cut out and what are we keeping? Is it your dad's opportunity to flex his pay rise that year? Nope. Although he does tell us when when he gets a pay rise. And sometimes he doesn't, and then you notice his spending habits. That's so not the word's not bizarre, but different. Most families will not do that. Most people don't even know what their parents do for a living. I didn't. I didn't know what my dad did until I spent a lot of time with him in India and realized what, what exactly he does. But I think the biggest thing, the reason why he does this is because there's that old saying of the first generation makes the money. The second generation maintains the money. Well, first generation makes the wealth. Second generation uh, maintains the wealth. And the third generation like destroys it. I so think what are you? I'm the third generation. Don't destroy it, you bastard. Yeah, I know. So I'm, I've got to do my best to not destroy it. But because I've been brought up in a certain lifestyle, you get used to that. And if mm. you don't earn that much, but you're living in that lifestyle because it's supported by your family or you're supported by other things, you get way too used to it and you start spending like you're on a, in your parents' salary. I fell into that fallacy, right? I thought when, when I was with him in India, I was a director. I was, I was mentally talking and walking like he did making and having conversations like he did that's mm -hmm. because i was around him then i come back to the uk and realize actually no one wants to hire me you know in those positions because i actually have no experience mm -hmm. but you can't let that happen to you You need to de-check de yourself and be like yo i i need to i need to humble myself a little bit i need to make the mistakes that my parents made that my friends make that every other person has made in the world and go through that learning curve of okay how do i financially make myself literate and having those open conversations about money, which is one of the things that most people won't, won't disclose, won't talk about. They'll ballpark a figure and ballparking is fine. But I like to, to understand an estimate because it's like, okay, so you earn this much. This is how you structure your life. And when someone shows you how to do that, or someone opens up their books and goes, this is how I do it. Mm -hmm. You learn. When you're talking in figures and X's and Y's and of like hypotheticals, it's like, it's very difficult to understand what exactly you need to do like where did i pull out the number of 25 percent? because I, I went and i and I researched and i was like okay this is a figure i'm comfortable with mm. and that's why i was that's why i chose it and then when i realized that you know i needed to divert spending elsewhere i had to reduce that figure or stop it entirely shouldn't be you should you should put that money aside and it should just go straight out your account mm -hmm. and and move it away and you know you put money into investments if you can. You put money into savings if you can. You know, get yourself another savings account that isn't attached to your bank account. Um, you put money back into your current savings and then you live off your current account. Mm -hmm. And that's how I choose to do it. And when I go, and if I go into an overdraft, I make sure that I put it back in from the, uh, the savings accounts that, that is attached to that. And that's just the way I like to operate. It might not be the right way. And if anyone's got a better way of doing it, I'm open to doing that way. Mm -hmm. But I make sure that I... I try and live within my means. Sometimes I don't. You know, there was that, there was that uh, month in when month in July, when we were going out to like, we went to Box Park, we went out for dinners, and uh, we were doing a lot of things. And I think this is one of the the first. This is when we started having the conversation about the podcast and the show. I was spending way out of my means, way out of my means, and I had to reel it back in. And you make a big time purchase, you have to you you have to reel it in. That's all it is. And you reel it in so you can buy lovely hats. Yep. Yes. How long are we done? 52 minutes.
Should we do a quick Twitter quick fire and then wrap this up? Let's do Twitter quick fire. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Quick fire Twitter. You like quick fire, don't you? I do. What is trending at the moment? I bet you it's heard crypto and it's going to show crypto. Uh, Watford FC versus Chelsea FC is trending. Zendaya and Tom Holland just made their red carpet debut as a couple. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so happy for him. I good. don't care. He looks good. Virgil Abloh died. Oh, away. yeah, that's Sadly. sad. I, um, I didn't realise he was battling with cancer. And, yeah, it's tough. It's tough on the it's tough on the fashion world. He really left his mark on the world, though. He did. He, he changed fashion. Yeah. Most definitely. And I think that he kind of started the whole hype phase again. Mm-hmm. And he's really pushed the boundaries. And let's hope that it stays. And, you know, mm-hmm. the world continues to get great artists like him. Oxford Street is trending. Don't know why. Sperm is being used to create an eco-friendly alternative to plastic. If someone's looking to buy some sperm to make plastic, I've got some reserves. I'll sell some <laughs> for the right price. Um, a hundred million British F-35 jet crashed into the sea after failing to take off. So it just rolled into the water. <laughs> I love the fact that there was someone on the side screaming, put the handbrake up, put the handbrake up. Should you ask your friends to unfollow your ex? Why? That is trending. That is actually trending. Who cares? I don't care. People need to grow up, man. It's not real. It's not real. And plus, you'll have some spies. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, what you do? No, no. Is there a group chat dedicated to your exes? Absolutely not. Okay. No. Omicron is starting to spread around the world. It's all, it's all hearsay these days. I don't even know what's going on. No comment. I don't know. I don't want another lockdown. I don't want another lockdown either. Boris Johnson should be fined £10,000 for lockdown parties in Downing Street. He should be fined it. But if we find him, we'll probably end up paying for it anyway. This is very true. This is very true. And then the rest of my feed is crypto. So cool. yeah, unless you want to do another one of those. I'm then... good. We got some good stuff out of that. I enjoyed that. It was a good episode. Do you want to tell them where they can go? You know where you can go. And if you don't know where you can go, you go to One Minute Smoke on YouTube. You go to Smoke Sessions on Spotify and Apple Music. And on Instagram, it's One Minute Smoke. Enjoy. And thank you very much for listening. There is nothing there. You dead, you destroy a shisha. And you call yourself a comedian. Who do you think you are? Are we done? I want some, I want some proper conversation. And this is the first time I got that in 13 episodes. Thank you and good night. Mussin, who do you think you are? Are we done? <laughs>